0: Good evening, and welcome to our show.
1: Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is
0: Suzanne. I'm
2: Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna.
3: Hey, everyone. Um, It's been a minute since we last talked, and since then, we've had a lot to talk about. So let's get into it right away (laughs) with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination
2: of (laughs) our band
3: long overdue. I mean, how exciting was it the day that got announced? I mean, (laughs) we've always maintained that, you know what? We don't need anyone to tell us how great our band is. We already know this, you know, the band has always maintained that, you know, it's just, you know, it's a nomination, it doesn't, you know, dictate the length of their career or the accomplishments that they've had. But I tell you, there was a sense of pride when I saw their name on the list that day, a couple of weeks ago when it was announced.
0: I haven't voted yet today, so I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Oh, yes. I
3: just did it for the fans. Hello, this is yeah. a reminder to vote
0: daily through
3: April 29th, so we still have a ways to go. But at last count, we were
0: up, and Hang I say we, you, the band. I'll give you the numbers. Yep. Yeah. Last thing I saw was 95000 Hold your horses. Let me look, because I'm just fixing on. to do I, my I, second I, vote. I, hold on feel Like the
1: Eminem people might have lost some steam for a second. Now they may rally, so we got to keep that's going. what I was we worried about. Going. I didn't want
0: to say anything about the Eminem folks because you never know if they're just waiting, lying in wait. To, I don't think they're waiting, I don't think pounce. they
1: realize how committed the Duranis are. I mean, well, I don't know if, if Duran realizes how committed the Duranis are, so now they're going to see.
2: It's 668,764. Yes,
0: I'm, I'm I've got the same two, thing, and then Eminem 356. Yes, yes, yes. So I just finished my vote, and that's the same number. So yay. Okay. I so it down, was announced
1: the day, the day before my birthday on February 2nd. My birthday was February 3rd. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And then Lorraine Majewski's birthday was the next week, and so we were very happy for the birthday present of the nomination.
0: Very nice. We've all fussed for years that Durandra never gets a nod for the rock hall, but when it happened, and even now, like I'm so into making sure that when I wake up in the morning, I have my coffee and I vote. I sit down and I drink my coffee and I vote. It it's just become part of my day and it feels like the right time. Do y'all feel that?
2: Doesn't it feel like the right time? And I really know that expression things happen for a reason. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I I, I like that expression sometimes. And sometimes it's like, it's overused, but I think it applies here. (laughs) You know, it it is the right time. And like, I don't know. It just, it felt so cool to just see that. And like, I was just so excited. And I know we all were like, ah, just going back and forth and chatting about it and stuff. So, it was just so overdue, and I really I hope it happens. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too. I uh, I don't want to bring up interviews because we're going to talk about this later, but there oh my gosh, Le bon said something today. I was okay. listening to the Rock and Tours interview and I am I just get chills thinking about it. But it's what he foresees could happen if they are actually inducted into the Hall of Fame. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's exciting. It's so exciting. So early when the nominations were announced, Duran Duran and Pat Benatar were at battle with each other. Do you guys even remember that? Yeah, like, I Eminem remember that. And stormed everything and Pat Benatar Knocked
1: aside. Yeah, but but we get we get we do have to remember this is the fan vote mm-hmm. for one ballot, right, 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 right. right. So the, setting it in perspective, and I'm not even sure, especially some of the Eminem people don't understand that they think we're giving in, and so you know I think it shows the the Rock Hall voters where the sentiment is from the fans. But yeah, no, I remember that because I mean Pat Benatar should have been in there ten years ago. She's oh, one. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not it's even. It's like, like Tina Turner, Turner. Like, right? Yeah, that, that was way overdue. But she's a rock star. She's a
2: rocker, so yeah. to me, yeah. that's been a that's that's a big snub, um, big one. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the female yeah. artists have been way lagged, way too far behind, and it's it's ridiculous. But the, the, but the class, I mean, if we can just talk about the class overall, mm-hmm. it's incredible, yeah. incredible. And they
1: said there's seventeen. 17- and because there was a tie, so normally apparently they nominate about fifteen or sixteen, but there's seventeen this time. Five to six will probably—I guess five—the top five will go in. Is that what it is? They don't take all of them, obviously. Right. Do we know what how they determine who gets to actually go in?
0: I don't. Well, it's the vote, right? Yeah. It's the vote.
1: I mean, it's
2: it's the, all of the industries, the members, industries, the pe- the, members yeah. who get so a if ballot. They get
1: a certain amount. If they get a certain amount, they get to yeah. From it's like the I mean, it's
2: like the like the you know like the football like fame NFL Hall of Fame and like all the other Hall of Fames it's like the industry yeah. people vote on and it.
1: honestly I feel like it's more bragging rights because I've been to the Rock Hall and it's a cool place as a museum like the museum and there's a section where they have all their autographs up on the wall and Sir Nile of Rogers autograph I took a picture of it and looked at him there and then they have a display like a museum display of the people that they got, got inducted that year and then they have like a special display so it's not even like actually in the museum I mean it's the big deal but it's more like hey were in the Rock on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame kind of thing. So go Duran and, for the Rock Hall. Let,
0: let somebody <laughs> verify for me because I swear I read and I think you guys are with me on this but I swear I read that the ceremony is going to take place in LA not in
2: Cleveland. Is that correct? That's what so I've, I've heard. I don't I, think it generally I, happens in Cleveland in the first place. They go every other year. I think year they kind now. of switch, right? That's the thing. They're yeah. going to go
1: every other year. Cleveland, New York. Right. Somehow LA's gotten into the mix but I don't know Jody. if you've just been talking about it, so that's how I've heard about it. I don't know where you heard about it. I don't think it's going to be in Cleveland this year at the museum. It's going to be on one of the coasts, and so for some reason we think it's possibly L.A., but it could be. It was Brooklyn when it wasn't in
3: Cleveland, and then last year I feel like I actually read an article that someone posted about it being in L.A. this year. Okay, so, it so is, it's not just crazy no, it's not just hearsay. But, you know, back to the stack list of nominees. Uh, first of all, we like to say this is all this is it's a fun competition Of course, we want to, we want our band to be number one in the fan vote, but we by no means are trying to slight any other, you know, nominees because they all have a place and deserve uh, their nomination. So just wanted to get that out there that we we respect, you know, and then as an artist, we respect all of the art, all of the artists. We really respect Miss Dolly Parton. And, you know, I mean, there's just the, the, I mean, Rage, I mean, Tribe Called Quack. I mean, there's so many deserving nominate nominees on this list so we're just trying to make sure that our band i think like you said and alluded to Suzanne, is that we're just trying to make sure that we're sending a message as a fan base that duran deserves to be in the rock hall and they should have been a long time ago that they are a heavy influence you know still today on on today's artist so that's kind of what this is but about
1: I have heard that even though Dolly tried to step away because she's already on the ballot, they're like, you could still be in it. So I guess we'll see what well, happens. Well, the thing
3: is, is that when she made her announcement, if the the, rock, the ballots had already gone out... So it's yeah. not like they had time to take her decision into consideration. All of the ballots for the people that actually vote had already been out a couple of days. And, so for
2: and people, people aren't voting. Don't know, for her. So people who aren't aware of what yeah. Dolly Parton did, what did she do? She what did Dolly Parton she, do? She Yeah, go ahead, Jody. Well, she she just aware. said I
0: I don't I didn't make rock and roll music and as much as I love this honor and I appreciate this, I love my fans. Um, she said I I respectfully out of the nomination. A lot of people admirable. were saying, yeah, it was absolutely admirable, but a lot of people were saying, she doesn't make rock and roll music, but I don't know if it's the music or the personality, the persona, or just, you know, the legacy that everybody looks at when they nominate people for the rock hall. It, it has become somewhat of a controversy because she doesn't want to be involved. They're keeping her on the ballot, obviously, because they've already mailed them out, and I guess there's just no knowing what, what will happen. But I'm sure she'll show up and she'll be gracious if if she's nominated, but or if she's inducted. It's kind of, I thought it was an odd odd timing for her to have let it go for a month or so and then say, no, you know, I'm going to step out and now I'm going to work on my rock album, which I thought was so cute Um, because her husband's a big fan of rock and roll, which is even cuter. I thought the whole the whole thing was kind of weird. Yeah, the timing wasn't so great. I mean, the thing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame
3: is, and I know, like you said, Jody, it's a controversy for a lot of people, but is anybody, I mean, nobody's straight anything. Every- everything's derived in the beginning from like rhythm and blues. I mean, I mean, honestly if you want to like take it to the roots of rock and roll, I mean, you know, I God bless his soul, Charlie Watts of, you know, one of the biggest rock and roll bands, Rolling Stones, started off in jazz. Rock and roll Hall of Fame is such a it's kind of almost like a misnomer in my opinion because it is. I mean,
2: you've got hip hop artists in there and everything. So, right. it's, you know, and Eminem, you could split and hairs. They, and, and they take, but, and they
3: take exactly, and they take samples from, you know, from some right. rock artist as well. So it's not, yeah. I mean, it's just a kind of a misnomer. So when people say, well, they're not this or they're not that, it just doesn't really make any sense to me because it's yeah. all a big melting and mixing pot, in my
2: opinion. Yeah, it's like... That's music don't, in don't general. Don't take it so literally. <laughs> yes, I exactly, exactly.
0: I agree. But I do vote every day for Duran Duran. I don't vote for anyone else. I haven't voted for anyone else since this started. I know lots of people are voting for multiple people and or, and or and every day, but this is my focus. It became a mission, I guess. I don't know how like much I can impact a decision, but if I can vote using my two personal emails every day, then that's what I'm doing.
2: Exactly. Well uh, I mean, it's, it's a mission. It's become a mission for all of us, right? So, I mean, look at the numbers. So.
1: Like y'all saw in the video that we posted from the 80s cruise, Belinda Carlisle, who's actually now an actual voting member who will have her own ballot voting in the fan vote, too. So that was exciting to hear her say that.
0: I have seen a couple of different people, like not just Belinda, but like there was somebody else who was filling out. Their nomination form and they had marked Duran Duran. So it was Eddie, it was Eddie Trunk. No, no, this was even another Mad. one. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, I saw Eddie's too. I, I kind of feel like this is going to happen, y'all. This is going to happen.
3: I have a good feeling about it too because, like, I mean, Eddie Trunk, thank you, Eddie Trunk, who is a die-hard rock guy. Yes. Eddie is also a colleague of Simon LeVon as well, too. So you needed to vote, Eddie. You needed to vote for Duran as well. <laughs> and I'm sure the was hitting up your phone about that as well, <laughs> since she's another colleague at SiriusXM. People in the industry know this. I mean, how many times have you heard of different artists in different genres saying, oh, man, John Taylor, you know, he's a shiz because, like, you know, I warm up to Rio. I mean, come on now. Like, people in the actual true artists and musicians know what's up.
0: So,
2: absolutely and, and people and musicians like bass players commenting on oh i like that the line in rio i mean there's i can't even do it or it's so complex or you know just commenting on some some you know a couple other songs i've heard that and i mean yeah like to your point stephanie the the musicians who appreciate the musicianship of duran duran they know and they know what the rest of us know right so it it, it just it needs to happen and I try not to yeah. think ahead to the to if it if it did and like that moment and I, it just my eyes well up. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're gonna wanna... put this out here.
0: D D H
3: Q Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you know induction ceremony people um, yes. Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast needs to be there in the audience. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. to yes. Yes. we we're, are. We'll be happy we to represent are. Fam. Exactly. We'll be happy to represent. Uh, we're accepting all invitations to this ceremony. Thank you and. Good
2: night. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's like the like the Barclays Center, which is where yes. it was in two thousand nineteen Morgan tickets. Yes. yes, yes. yes. Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'm going I told Ray earlier today I was like, okay, I just heard something that if you had for a second a question that I was not going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony, take that question out of your mind now. I am going to be there. So that's it. I'm gonna be there no matter what. Okay. So <laughs> we've had another
1: fun stuff happening. <laughs> you know, that's, This is this is definitely top of mind for everyone. This past week was South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, and we had the pleasure to see someone do an interview, ladies. Who do we get to see? The Godfather The Godfather We got to say hi to Nile for like one point two seconds. But we heard a very great panel with him and Merck. Is that Curiatis?
0: hmm
1: Merc
0: Of Hypnos um,
1: Songs Fund. And they were talking about all kinds of like how people get paid, a lot of
3: business behind the scenes
0: oh, stuff. Pertaining to so songwriters.
3: Yes. 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 Pertaining pertaining to songwriting and songwriters. Mm-hmm. And how very little they do get paid. And so it was very insightful and very eye-opening, I thought. For lack of a better word, I was fascinated and I was like hanging on every word just to hear the ins and outs of the music business and music industry. And a special thanks to the person that helped us get into the room and I won't call her out and embarrass her. We really, really appreciate your kindness and we loved um, being in the room to hear this conversation. And shout out to Ben Post who actually made as well. He was our special guest on episode 60. Uh, Mass Miner was in the building as well with us to enjoy this lovely conversation with Niall Lindbergh.
0: I started thinking of him as an honorary Cherry Ice Cream Smile member. <laughs> We have, we have a little male
3: perspective. Running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so
1: and we love to like, see Niall and we would we would have loved to, you know, seen Olive sheep. So well, that's yeah. exciting. That's coming.
0: Yes. That's coming. coming. Uh, like Stephanie said, I I mean, Merck did a whole lot of talking, but everything he said was informational and insightful and he's been thinking about this a whole lot and he has a lot to say about it he uh, just even just the idea of the first thing he said was to the whole crowd how many of you think that the songwriter is the most paid person on the payroll something to that effect and nobody raised their hand and he was like yeah exactly and just think, there's no music industry if you don't have songs. And then he went into the whole idea of, here's the breakdown of, let's say you've got a song on Spotify, then this person gets this much money, and this person gets that much money, and this person gets more money. Then the songwriter's the last one to get the money, and it's half a cent. And it, it was very eye-opening to hear someone who's managed artists think about the artist actually making money. And I don't think that that's a uh, he used the word paradigm. I don't think that's a paradigm that this industry has seen ever. And he's kind of upsetting the apple cart. And he even said that. And Niall had stories and could back up what Merck was saying. But at one point, Merck had gotten so technical with his um, business language that Niall stopped him and said, um, Does anybody understand what he's saying? <laughs> And I just thought that was so funny because Merck got so technical that Niall was like, hold on, wait, we might need to break this down for some people. And I think he might have been looking at me. (laughs) <laughs> but it was so good. It was so good to hear them talk business and to understand that there are people out there who think that the songwriter and the person who has that seed of inspiration to create this music that has created the music industry, there are people out there who are advocates for those people and that's that's Niall and Merck McCuriatus. So I walked up to Merck at the end of the talk and I was like, We need your brain in public education because there needs to be some total re- revolution in public education like what you're doing to music and he was like yeah email me let's talk okay <laughs> now I have to do some work but thanks yeah let's do that that's a great Sorry, point super, though, super interesting yeah 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 I mean I was pretty inspired and wish that I had some um, way of starting that revolution and I think listening to him will be in my brain for a while while I think about this because this is something I've talked about but it's not something I've moved on yet and he's moving and I wanna I wanna move on that too so I thought it was really 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 inspirational and really informational just being in the presence of the Godfather is always I, I I sat there for an hour with chills running down my arm so it was fantastic
1: well and Jody one thing I found interesting is you know they talked about historically why it's been this way so that was good too I felt like it wasn't totally bashing the industry, they were saying in the past there were all these hard costs, but there's a point where those have already been taken care of and then regular industries they account for that and then they adjust and it's never really seemed to adjust in the music industry. So you know it wasn't like, oh these are horrible bad guys. Like we're friends with them. We golf with them. We see their kids. We go to bar mitzvahs and stuff. So You know, in that sense, I felt like at least they're trying to work together with the people there and not just be all down, just, you know, more collaborative and just saying, this is negotiation, let's give everybody, you know, a more appropriate piece of the pie, so
3: right, I to your point, Suzanne. that's kind of I mean that's the appreciation I took as well too. It's like I'm listen, you know, Niall and Verb have been in this industry for a really long time and don't necessarily even need to be worried about the songwriter, honestly I mean they you know, make a ton of money, but for them to have the foresight and the insight and the will to be like, you know what, we're successful, but we want to help other people be successful, and we want to make sure that everyone's getting a fair shake. I thought that was really admirable and really, and I, I respect the hell out of them for for taking that attitude and not, you know, not trying to leave anybody behind.
0: I thought the list of artists they've acquired, the catalogs of these artist was kind of interesting and Stephanie you and I were talking about this after the whole event and everything but like there are artists on that list like Stevie Nicks and Tom DeLonge of Blink 182 and, and other artists that everybody knows and I was like but what about like there's a whole gamut of people here right now for South by Southwest who are brilliant songwriters who don't have the same opportunity so there's I have some questions and lots of thoughts about that but I do like that I think Merck called this estate plan Especially when referring to artists that are of a particular age, who might be setting up their remaining time, and like Bruce and and uh, is it the Stones? Bruce and the Stones have sold their catalogs to. I don't they think the Stones to, have. So Mac. Okay, Fleetwood Mac for sure. And isn't Stevie on on Mark and Nile's list? Stevie Nicks. Um, I, I don't, don't know, know I if mean, Stevie has to them in
3: particular because they're not the only company that acquires music from other from legacy artists so far I think that you know Merck and Niall kind of laid out you know what what sets them apart from other Mm -hmm. um, groups that um, acquire music so I thought that was fascinating as well too so if I had a catalog to go
0: to sell I definitely would go with Niall (laughs) and Merck on that for sure Uh, I just think they have an innate uh, ability to understand where the artist is coming from, and and, right. and approach, merge, merge from the exactly merge right. from the business side and Nile from the creative side, and together they're just creating this thing that's really awesome. But I like Georgia, that, I um, don't,
1: and I I don't think they were targeting the new songwriters. I feel like it's learning for the new songwriters to be smart as they're going in mm-hmm. to, to their negotiations. So I don't even know if it makes sense because they don't have the legacy stuff. So it's two different right. things, I think. I feel like it's yeah. the legacy people and who they're trying to help and through helping them it will hopefully in the future help the new songwriters at least have an understanding going into it. And right. then hopefully they're helping to change the industry to make it better for them. So I why they
2: that's Yeah, that's why they have these sessions, right? right. And that's what right. South By is supposed to be, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I we can have a whole nother conversation about what it's become, but that's what it's supposed to be, right? Where you listen to these established producers, artists, creatives, whatever, attend these sessions, learn about the business, learn about and, you know, make connections and network and showcase your music, maybe get signed, you know, all, all that stuff. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's um, learnings and it's education so that they can plan ahead or like kind of think, oh, okay, yeah, I need to think about that or plan for this or whatever.
0: That that would have been great, although I think I recognize most of the people in the room with us
2: were media
0: people. They were journalists who are going to write an I'm article saying. about this, which is great. That's what but I'm saying. the artists who might benefit from this were not in there. So. Right. Yeah. There were some artists because
3: afterwards, um, you know, Merck and Niall were very generous with their time with the people mm-hmm. that were in the room. And um I did notice several um artists approaching Nile and giving oh, them didn't. giving his you know their you oh, know slip in their business card. I'm you know, I heard a couple of people say, you know, I'm I make music, I do this, I do that. Remember that 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 uh, the, the lady that was like, I do this and I do this she and I do what? this and I just yes yeah. <laughs> So I was like, wow, I was like, gosh, I'm a slacker. <laughs> <laughs> Standing next to her. <laughs> um, no, so I, I thought, I thought, I thought was there awesome. was some artists in there. I thought there was some, I definitely saw some artists in the room. So that made me
0: happy. Good, good, good. good. Um, I wanted to bring up two things that they said to, and um, Niall specifically called something the DHM, which he, has named the deep hidden meaning of lyrics which I thought was a pretty interesting way of like how he thinks when he's writing or or other artists are recording and he's thinking of lyrics but they both mentioned or Merck specifically mentioned how music is an emotional barometer and how it can be an emotional barometer when we think of things like what's happening in Ukraine and how music because somebody asked him about the whole situation and is it right to be doing this uh, when there's all this going on and he was like no musical is an emotional barometer you can use it to make yourself feel better or you know move a generation or whatever and I thought that was pretty impactful
3: It was a moderator who asked him that. And he said, you know, I'd have to, you know, disagree with that sentiment. And he was right because, I mean, you know, we've seen these tragic and sad and horrific images coming out of the Ukraine. But then we've also seen, you know, the little girl singing Let It Go. And we've also seen people playing their piano before having to go on to a safer location. I mean, so I thought he was spot on with that because no matter there's music for every occasion and for some of those people that were that we're seeing
0: having to flee their homes,
3: that is what's giving them a little bit of solace.
0: And Merck was real serious about that. Like, no, don't you discount music for anything is what I understood from that. And I was like, oh, you're speaking to my heart, man. That's, yeah. that's exactly how I live. You know, music has to get me through things. And this is just on a global scale. So I really appreciated that.
1: Okay, but so we've been real serious. I'm going to talk about something fun. <laughs> I just got back from the 80s cruise. So 80s cruise! Hopefully we have a lot of new listeners because pretty much every person I met on the 80s cruise, I was like, I love Grand, Grand and we have a podcast and I gave them a business card. So welcome to the new listeners. Hopefully there's a lot of y'all. It was really fun to be back. So it's been two whole years. We were one of the last cruises out before the world shut down and we we're one of the first cruises that was fully on. Everyone was vaccinated. Everyone was tested. So everyone was just so excited to be there. And, you know, a really fun thing about the 80s cruise is you have these intimate concerts because the venue is like less than 2000 people and each band plays two times each night. And then they do all these Q&As. So it's really fun to kind of get behind the scenes, um, like on the, the C days. And Lori Majewski and Mark Goodman and Larry the Duck did most of these Q&As. And it was really very interesting to, to hear them talk about it. And, of course, I perked up every time Duran Duran was coming up here and there because, you know. It does, in in this group of of people. A highlight, like I mentioned before, was Belinda Carlisle, you know, the newly inducted Hall of Fame member. And she did in her show, you know, a lot of her solo work, but she also did a handful of go-go songs, and that was really great to see. A random person that happened to be on the ship was Trevor Horn, who's a very famous music producer, and he was part of this Dire Straits Legacy band that, that they put together. But then he also sang... Owner of a Lonely Heart because he was in Yes when that was that, and then he was in The Buggles and I had my Buggles single for the VJs to sign so I got Trevor to sign that
0: I learned um, today that he also plays piano on Do They Know It's Christmas and
1: I had no idea really another fun fact it so took Paul Young who sang the first several lines of Do They Know It's Christmas was on this year next year mid-year is going to be on so we all you know we have this Do They Know It's Christmas um, thing going on but it, it was just it was a lot of fun it was interesting Johnny Hates Jazz was on there they broke up before their single was released in the US so that's why they never got super big in the US but Duran Duran inspired one of the guys to actually be in a band because he was like I was being a music engineer for you know in this record company and Duran was leaving to go to Italy and he's like I want to leave to go to Italy and like play a show and not just be in a record studio for the next month so that was kind of funny that, uh, you know all my roads musically sometimes lead back to Duran Duran and that kind of kind of came out on the cruise it was it was really fun and I this is a great chance to kind of let loose after a time that we have have wanted to let loose so
0: which was your favorite Suzanne I know you have I think you've told me because I'm sure I asked you that but now I don't remember what was your I favorite I really show? enjoyed
1: Human League oh, right. because I had never seen the Human League they sounded so good and it's the original guy and then the two girls ladies that are still there and it was them and two like keyboard players and electronic drums and they just got on and off the ship at St. Thomas they were really good and they don't come to the states very often so if y'all get a chance to see them uh, Martin Fry and ABC were there and he's about to kick off the lexicon of love like playing in its entirety in the US so he's about to kick that tour off um, Paul Young's about to go on tour so a lot of these people this was kind of them warming up before they they get out on the road so that you know that was really
0: really fun to see so that ABC records the first CD I ever got like when I got a CD player yeah that was the first CD I ever bought so I have to see that
2: live yeah I, I have I to know, say yeah Martin. Fry, F R Y. Who needs to win <laughs> when we got a star? <laughs> anyway.
1: It's totally random. During his performance, a whole group of people like dressed up like the video of a the look of love. Like they had like 10 people, and even like in the costume contest, they came out, and he was so excited because there was a nun and a guy in the suit and everything <laughs> and then the ones that won the costume contest they dressed up like different screens of sledgehammer like this one lady like had fruit all over her face like these people they spent like wow a whole year planning out their costumes so it is a hardcore dress-up cosplay all of that um fun time and and then they have dancing every night and silent disco and so i did hear some duran with the djs played some like at the disco thing. So that was
0: fun. Okay, but, just know. FYI, because I was super serious about seeing this. The only American show they have is in New York, and it's July 6th. which oh, is so we're going to be out of the country. we'll all be in Europe, yes. Um, but every other show is in the UK and or Belgium. So poo on that.
1: Well, they might adjust it. And he sounded really good. So definitely, if you get a chance to see it, everybody go see it. And I, I didn't tell you this. When he went, I guess, his newest album or his newest single, Charted, the Duran sent him a bottle of wine
0: to congratulate him. So, what? Oh, you
1: know, I'm course. telling you, all roads lead back to Duran Duran. I
0: want a bottle of wine from Duran Duran. we well, get on the
1: charts of the U.K. And then we you Maybe I
0: should start or something.
2: <laughs> when we arrive in the U.K., we should get. A bottle of wines. So oh yes. From Duran. Durant Yes. <laughs> that would be I fantastic.
0: like what you're thinking. <laughs> I like that. Wait till I get there though. Wait till I
1: get there. <laughs> <laughs> Any other news So we're this is our news catch up episode. Any other news that we need to chat about?
0: The only other thing that I had written down, we didn't mention the tour dates and the Astor Hotel thing. The Astor Hotel thing was something that I couldn't be part of. I don't know what your decisions were based on, but it's so South by Southwest in Austin, and there's a show in L.A., and I, I, the first thing I thought of was there's a show in L.A. on Thursday during South by. I couldn't even fly. There's no flights in or out of Austin because everybody's already here, and everybody's going back home or on spring break or whatever. So this was a show that I'm disappointed I did not get to see because it looks like it was pretty freaking good. It was very heavy on the Future Past song list, on the on the set list, um, including all of you, which we have not heard live yet. Even though we've gotten to hear a few past sometimes. not a great. What, what? Yeah. What do y'all, what do y'all think about what we've seen so far? I think
3: it, it was fantastic. And of course, you know, we've talked about this on the Instagram page. Um, the Capitol building being lit up in the yeah. background was a highlight um, from what I saw. Um, and Nicholas's
0: suit. Oh no, that no, was on. Mind. That was that else. on James Corden. And that was yeah. Um,
3: that was Aaron right. Stevenson singing "Give It All Up." It's too bello. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yep. She sounded fantastic fantastic. fantastic but you know Erin is fantastic anyway so I thought she killed it on her on her performance just looked like they were having such a great time and it sounds like you know there was a mixture of fans and you know industry people but industry people close to the band so um, I've seen that Jonas Authorlin was there and he's director he's a famous you know photographer artist Video director, uh, but most famously in Duran World, he directed Girl Panic. Just a great mix of people, it sounds like. And from all accounts, all uh, the Drannies that I personally know that were there and in the audience had the best night and the best time and got to interact with the guys. And, um, you know, that's all you can hope for. A great show, some interaction, you know, getting to meet people, um, seeing people, you know, for the first time in a couple years. It sounds like it was a fantastic night. So, you know, maybe. Maybe in the future, something like that can happen again, closer to home. But I mean,
1: we we were blessed. We were blessed to get the ACL. Right. Oh, absolutely! No, and no complaints complaint here. Thing. Yeah. 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 yeah,
3: exactly.
0: But thanks to Chinatown for um, like Instagram living pretty much everything from John's point of view on the stage. Oh that yes, was awesome. that was. I'm
3: awesome. all about her angle. I was all about her angle.
0: <laughs> that was pretty good. I but thought I, it was excellent. <laughs> I still haven't watched it all,
2: but I was like,
0: oh my god! I couldn't get over just her being that close to everything and
2: that was going on. Everybody just looks so relaxed and just like it. it just felt like you know like it was almost like a backyard barbecue or something you know it was just right. you know the intimacy of it and the setting outside and it's just you know the vibe as close the whole as, close as was. duran
1: we get to a backyard barbecue yeah the um, top of the <laughs> building with yeah. the capital no, records behind them yeah you know what i'm saying though
2: it's just it's just so it just felt you know just like all right just hanging out and, you know listen to a, a duran duran show outside and under the stars and
0: i absolutely Angeles. got get back vibes
2: because yeah of the whole Oh yes, thing. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I
0: I could have feasibly been one of them on the street, you know. I mean, just there were people on the street listening to Duran Duran because they couldn't get up there. So I, I yeah, I could I could absolutely see that.
1: But it would have been sad to fly all the way out to LA and
0: oh gosh yeah yeah through. i mean if i live there or something yeah sure.
1: so we've had a lot to catch up on we're gonna now talk about some interviews so y'all tune into the next episode <laughs> we're gonna talk about all these interviews that are happening so that the teaser for the next one
0: Teaser.
1: thank you for tuning into the cherry ice cream smile podcast we are so glad you could hang out with us for a while Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player, and you can even ask Alexa to play us with the TuneIn app. Also follow us on Instagram and our brand new Twitter page. See you again real soon.